Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time of day it is when you may tune in. Welcome to you today. This is Minister Kay Mortimer with Covenant Truth Ministries, and this is an episode that I am looking forward to doing with you from Isaiah chapter 66, drawing on this concept, drawing God near. In Isaiah chapter 66, I want us to start out by reading verse 1 and 2. He says this in Isaiah 66, 1 and 2. Thus says the Lord, Heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool. Where is the house that you will build me? And where is the place of my rest? For all those things my hand has made, and all those things exist, says the Lord. But on this one will I look, on him who is poor and of a contrite spirit, and who trembles at my word. It's interesting here that God is saying, you don't have to build me a grand elaborate house. I don't care about a structure. I made all the materials you would make that structure out of. That's not what I'm about. I'm not about a building. I'm about a person. I'm about drawing near to this person. The people that I will look on are those who are humble. It speaks of humility before the Lord and how in confession and repentance, this is one of the most precious things to him, and it draws him near. This is what will draw God near to you or to me, is when we are humble before him, when we recognize our sinful condition or our faulty condition, our failures. You know, beloved friend, I don't know about you, but most of the time when we mess up, if we're in sin and don't know Jesus, or if we have backslidden and we used to know him and used to be very close to him and then we've taken our own path and we've kind of gotten to where we don't care as much about the Lord, or we just keep falling into sin or whatever it is and we've done wrong. Most of the time when that happens, the enemy will be right there to beat you over the head, to condemn you, and to try to put a wedge so that you won't draw near to God and you won't humble yourself. Maybe he will do it through pride, making you arrogant to think you don't need to repent. Maybe he will do it through condemnation to try to judge you and fill you with so much condemnation and lies that you will feel like there's no way I can come to God. He would never have me again. Perhaps that was how Peter felt on the weekend of Jesus' crucifixion after he had denied the Lord three times. But if you read in the book of Mark, when Jesus had arisen and was talking to Mary, he makes very clear to Mary, go tell all of my disciples, including Peter, God was drawing him back. God wanted him to know that, yes, you can come to me. And in John chapter 21, we see how God restores Peter completely. And then beginning in Acts, Peter becomes very prominent in the days of the early church and in the ministry there. Why? Because he humbled himself before the Lord. 
The Lord drew him back. God was near to him. God was drawn to him because of his confession and his repentance. And that is so precious to the Lord. It will draw him near. He says it right here. But on this one will I look. That word means to regard with favor, care, and pleasure. To look intently on, to pay attention to, or show regard to. So God is saying, who is the one upon which I will look? He says it's the one who is poor, one who is humble, needy, lowly, weak, afflicted, those who recognize their need for him, those who humble themselves. And then he says, one who is poor and of a contrite spirit. It's interesting that word contrite means lame or maimed. It's talking about being struck, those who are smitten. How do we understand that? It means those who are convicted by the Holy Spirit and receive it. When the Holy Spirit convicts us, when we're wrong and God is wooing us back, he will do it through the convicting work of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will let us know you messed up, you failed, but you can come to God. The Holy Spirit will also draw us. It's the same idea as when King David, he wasn't king at the time. Saul was still king at that time. And so David was being hunted by Saul. And David had the opportunity and was tested by God. And David took and cut a corner of Saul's robe off. The Bible says that as soon as he did it, he was struck. His heart smote him. He was struck by the Spirit of the living God because he had done wrong in touching Saul in his official position because God was going to take care of Saul and raise David up in his own time, not in David's time. And so David received that convicting work of the Spirit of the living God and humbled himself and God restored him. God is drawn to those who are humble, to those who recognize their need for him. And those mean more to him than any building or structure. He's not about elaborate buildings. He's about people. He wants people who will tremble at his word. He says those are the ones that will draw him. Those that are poor in spirit, those that are of a contrite spirit, and those who tremble at his word. What does that mean? It means those who are fearful and reverent. They understand that God says what he means and means what he says. Those who shudder and take him at his word and revere him for it. Those who are reverential. There's a beautiful example of this that I found in Ezra chapter 9 and 10. And in verse 4, it shows us how this applied to the people. Sin had occurred. God's word said he would judge their sin. They believed his word and knew that he meant business. This is the kind of fear and reverence 
that we all must have toward God's word. They took him seriously and honored him accordingly. And in doing that, God was drawn near and God came through and got the glory for it. God draws near to these people. In the New Testament, James, the half-brother of the Lord Jesus himself, confirms this in James 4. I want to read verses 1 through 10. Where do wars and fights come from among you? Do they not come from your desires for pleasure that war in your members? You lust and do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and war. Yet you do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your pleasures. Adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you think that the scripture says in vain, the spirit who dwells in us yearns jealously, but he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Lament and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. So in here in James, he speaks of our part of this to be confessing and forsaking our sin, to repent, to be serious and humble. And when we do that, God will draw near to us and he will lift us up. See, we don't need to believe the lie that when we've sinned, we need to avoid God. Oh no, rather the very opposite is true. Draw near to the Lord in humility with that recognition of your need for him, your humility, your confession and repentance. And when you do that, God will draw near to you and raise you up again, making you brand new, clean and fresh, and you'll be back on track with him again. Don't let the enemy lie to you and tell you that God doesn't want you to come to him, because when you come to him humbly, in repentance, and tremble at his word, taking him seriously and honoring him, and revering him, that will draw God to come near to you. I pray that this has been a blessing to you today, and Lord willing, you can join us again for more messages brought to you through Covenant Truth Ministries. God bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.